So Valentine's Day was earlier this week. And uh, depending on when your week starts, uh, the Super Bowl was also earlier this week. Or it was last week. Whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> my question for um, the the newly married couple, which, uh, first off, thanks, Lydia, for making me the third wheel tonight. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, my question for you two is, who would be the better Valentine's date? An eagle or a chief? <laughs> Tabitha, let's start with you this week. An eagle, because they can fly you so many places. Oh, they can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, and splendid. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, I was also going to go with eagle, but um, more because I know it would fly me to and from Mordor. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible day. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I am going to go chief, but not a chief like the Kansas City Chiefs who won the Super Bowl. Um, no, I'm going to go with uh, Chief Carl Winslow. Oh. I think, I think okay. he'd pull out all the stops for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, until he meets up with Urkel. And he'd be mad. Yeah. 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 I approve. Yep. Did I do that? You're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia. Alright, so this is... This has turned into one of my favorite episodes of the year. We did this for the first time last year uh this is the superb owl showdown um <laughs> last year uh, we're, we're going we're going bigger this year i don't know if we're going better this year um last year we had a field of 16 super bowl commercials uh eight trailers eight um commercials this year we're we've expanded the field it's a field of 12 um it's gonna be interesting and <laughs> I watched I watched all the commercials earlier today, uh, so they'd be mostly fresh in my mind. Mm. But uh, yeah, so before we get there, though, a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, the first one is kind of breaking news. Uh, they announced a new guest for C2E2, um, none other than Captain America himself, um, or America's ass, uh, <laughs> Chris Evans. Um there are like 7,000 superhero Chris's, and so I was worried at like the last second I was going to say a wrong Chris. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like, what do you guys think? Um, Like I told you guys in the group chat earlier, like, I only have one kidney, and I'm not trying to have to sell it, because you know that autograph and photo op are going to be top-tier expensive. Um, I do, however, think it's super cool that C2E2 pulled such a big celebrity mm -hmm. kind of at the last minute like when c2e2 first started and we first started having a presence there i feel like the celebrities were bigger than they have been in the past couple of years mm -hmm. so this gives me hope that they're coming back on board and it's going to be bigger and better going forward um however 
as much as I would like to meet Chris Evans, I don't want to take out a second mortgage at my house. Uh, if I saw the numbers correctly, it's two fifty for photo or autograph. And meanwhile, Mitch has already paid for his. <laughs> no, no, I was. I don't. I'm not surprised at that. Uh-uh. No, and I could see myself maybe doing that um, if I was a little bit more of a Captain America fanboy. Um, it's not. It's not astronomical. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's more than I'd want to pay. Yeah, it is. But I will agree with Tabitha, too. I think maybe the Rosario Dawson appearance last year um, pushed a little bit more towards this Chris Evans um, and maybe some of those. Because, like, C2E2 has not always been about as many big name stars as like wizard world, which, you know, now fan expo is like, that's always been more about the big celebrities being there, but it would be nice to see a few more bigger names. Mm -hmm. Um, also I don't know what time and when that spotlight is for him, but that room is going to be packed, but I already want to be there. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we camped out to see, Stan Lee that one year, mm-hmm. and it's going to be even more ridiculous than that. Yeah. So, all right, let's, let's, let us, I almost said let us open the pull list. That doesn't make sense. Let's us. Let's us. Let us. What's on our pull list this week? We hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got three books to talk about uh, this week. Uh the first one is Golden Record. It's out now from Silver Sprocket. It is by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Uh, so it's a bilingual uh, English-Spanish poetry magazine um, and uh, autofiction chat book. Um, it's written and illustrated by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Um, Tabitha, I know you said you read it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. When we... Um get these arcs and things to read from publishers i tend to not read the blurb to figure out what they're about i kind of tend to dive in just pretty much head first and with this i was a little confused because i didn't know what i was getting myself into and i was like oh man did i miss a couple of pages but then i started seeing that the the font was kind of small on a couple of the images and i was like oh it's it's poetry so i zoomed in and i really enjoyed this um there were a few things that I had to Google because, like you said, it is bilingual and my second language is nowhere near Spanish. So I did have to look a couple of things up. Um, the art in this was absolutely incredible. Um, kind of like the art of that other um, thing we read a couple of weeks ago. I said there was a few things I would like to frame. This was absolutely no different. There was a ton of stuff on there that I was like, that would make really cool like wall art. And there was even one that I was like, that would make really cool wallpaper. Like <laughs> this was just beautifully done. Um, there were a couple of poems that like really stuck out to me and I really enjoyed. Um, I also found one of probably my favorite lines in literature of literally all time. And if you know me, I read a lot. Um, it's from one of the poems in the book, and it says, You hung the devil from my rafters, but I am earth that can't be salted. And I read that like five times. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't sign up to have my soul stabbed this morning. But no, this was incredible, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Matt, you said you read part of it, too? I did. I did not get through all of it, and 
I think the reason I did not get through all of it is because of my background with writing and English major. Like I wanted to sit and go through these poems line by line. And I just did not have the time to do that. I will go back and finish this and I will read these poems slower and like look at the formatting and the line spacing and all of those things that are important when it comes to poetry. Um, because I know some of these were wonderful poems, um, but I did flip through all of it and get a sense of the art and the art is absolutely amazing. Um, and I think part of the reason I want to go back and like slow down on this is because I want to see, I, I want to really understand how the art on the pages of the poems connect to that poem. And I know that there's a connection there. And I think I was trying to go too fast initially to see that connection. Um, but I know it's there and I desperately want to go back and find out what that is. Um, so I know it was great. I am, I am going to spend more time um, with this book. Also out now uh, from Oni Press is Action Journalism Number Five. Uh, it is written by Eric Skillman with art by Mikilos uh, Uh So, <clears throat> Action Journalism, we have actually this has been on my watch list for a while, um, but I know that you know because this is one of those that Oni Press has you know let us read before but uh we missed an issue or something maybe issue one or something like that so like i never got a chance to really start it uh but i am so glad that we were able to get <laughs> all of these issues i was able to read them all uh so action journalism it follows uh kate kelly uh who is a uh reporter for in uh new arcadia she is basically uh lois lane times about 150 she is on the case, I guess, uh, to find out who um, New Arcadia's superhero is, uh, the Valiant Volunteer. She wants to know who the volunteer is under the mask. Uh, she finds out, and it rocks New Arcadia. Um, this book was so fun. Not just this issue, but like all five of these issues. This is the end of the arc. I so hope that we get more of action journalism. Um, three three of the five issues were, for all intents and purposes, standalone. Um, the last two issues were one story, but I think that if you go back and reread the first three, you're going to kind of get hints to you know the larger story in play. Um, this book, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it has a lot of callbacks to not just superhero tropes, but also a lot of like sci-fi tropes. Um, it's just, it was, it was great. And I found myself chuckling more than I needed to. Uh, but yeah, this was, this was a really, really good comic. Finally, uh, out now from Tokyo Pop is Just Friends. It is by Anna Onsina. Uh, so this book follows, uh, Erica and Emmy, who <laughs> I, I apologize. So. <laughs> I, first off, I'm sorry to Tokyo Pop and Anna here uh, because I had to stop the, the review uh, because if if you're a longtime listener to the show, a few weeks ago, Tabitha discussed getting a shame chicken wing as opposed to a shame bell. Um, and so she was, I, I just saw her 
putting her shame chicken wing, which is not a real chicken wing, I will, I will, I will give you that, uh, on top of her beer bottle, and it's just... It was distracting. There's, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. Um, anyway, talk about drunken chicken. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, Just Friends follows uh, Erica and Emmy, uh, who reunite as adults and reminisce about um, their summer at a summer camp when they were teenagers. Um, Matt, let's start with you on this one. What do you think? Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, there was that initial time jump that happens, um, and it took me a second to realize. But then once I saw the time jump, when it happened further on in the book and multiple occasions, it didn't catch me off guard. So that was nice um, because um, the the coloration is, is black and white. Yes. Yes. Um, so there's no, there's no change there to, to show you that you've jumped from one time to another. Um, but it was clear enough where in some cases that has been distracting or confusing. This did not happen. Um, I really enjoyed the story on how they grew to be friends over that summer. Um, and, and more than friends, um, that moment towards the end where they both kind of realize, um, spoiler alert um that they have feelings for each other um was was pretty fantastic it was pretty awesome i did i just i just really enjoyed their time at camp yeah um yeah i i just devoured this uh this manga it was so good it was you know it was funny at times it was heartfelt at times it was heartbreaking at times um you know, and just messy teenage love is <laughs> is really that at its core. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you guys ever went to summer camp or anything like that. But, like, I, I never had, you know, a, a summer camp love. But I, <laughs> like, I was friends with people who did. And, you know, it was one of those things where, yeah, like, they, they never saw each other again after that week, you know. Um, and to see these two characters kind of, like, you know, reconnect and... You know, like I said, like towards the end, like it's just it's it, you're you're in for for a ride with this book. Mm. Um, again, kind of going back to summer camp. Um, if I'm going to gripe about this book, um, the fact that a camp of what at least a dozen or two dozen teenagers only has two camp counselors, I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think so. Um, but yeah, and. Oh, man. And just, like, with this book, too, like, it was one of those where, like, you can't just pay attention to the stuff in the foreground. There's stuff going on in the mm-hmm. background, too, that, like, when you notice it, you're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> there's this one scene in the tent where, like, you know, these two, like, there's a, a boy camper and a girl camper. And you could tell that, like, they are, like, kind of fighting a little bit. And <laughs> there, there's at one point, like, there's the, the boy is, like, laying down. And I, I don't think he has X's on his eyes, but, like... Something to indicate, like, yeah, he he got effed up. Um, but yeah, this was this was wonderful. Tabitha, what'd you think? Um, this was incredible. I read it super fast. It was super cute and like really wholesome. Uh, there were a couple moments where I went, oh, and like it's very rare that like I read a book and there's like 
a primary couple and I'm like rooting for them because that's just not my dig. Like when I read books, I don't care usually about those things. But this, I was like, oh my God, are they going to kiss? Are they going to kiss now? What about now? <laughs> and then like I turn a page and I'm like, not yet. Okay, got to wait for it. And I turn the page and I'm like, okay, still got to wait for it. It was just, it was quirky and it was cute. My only gripe, literally the only thing that kept this from being like an absolute knockout of the park five star read for me is like the end was kind of ambiguous. And I thought I missed a panel or a page and had to, like, go back a couple of times to, feel, mm-hmm. like, figure kind of out what happened. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But, like, there was a little bit of, like, ambiguity there at the end that, like, my tiny pea brain could not wrap itself around for a while. So <laughs> that was kind of my only complaint. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Are you, are you, are you ready for the Superb Al showdown? <laughs> oh, no. I am now. <laughs> I I have never seen you so excited for my Colonel Sanders pop. Gross. <laughs> I don't like that either. <laughs> um, if I had if I had thought about it, I would have come up with like some kind of uh, audio cue for for this Pervel show, but it's, it's not going to happen. It'll so, be a hoot. <laughs> zing. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken shamed. Yeah. Chicken shame. <laughs> the very first, the inaugural chicken shame. I'm impressed that it's you and not me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are going to go through 24 Super Bowl ads. Um, we I have them in three different um, heats. Okay. Wings, I guess. If you will. Wings. I don't know. Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have eight trailers, eight commercials, and then eight what I called wild cards. So these were all drawn blindly. Um, I got my boo bucket that I got from McDonald's at Thanksgiving. Or not Thanksgiving, <laughs> Halloween. I was like, why did you get a boo bucket at Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> so I put these I put these in the boo bucket and drew them out. Um, there are a couple of matchups that you would think that I um, manipulated to get. I did not. I did not. So, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, and the Superb Al Showdown, we do play it the same way as Trailer Takedown, for those of you um, who don't know. So our final round will be of three. It'll be a, be a three-er. A three-er? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that I don't either. Like don't that. say that again. <laughs> All right. A three-fur. I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> it's not any better. All right. So the first round is Farmer Wants a Wife versus 65. So Farmer Wants a Wife is a reality show that apparently has been in 35 other countries before making it to America. Um, this looks hideous. Um, uh, the description said, like, or, like, some reviewer said that it was, like, Yellowstone meets The Bachelor, and I just, I, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We don't need this in 36 countries, let alone six countries. Um, yeah, I, I was not feeling this at all. Um, and it's going up against 65, which I did not even know was a thing. But 
it basically is like, what if humans invaded Earth 65 million years ago and met dinosaurs? Um, and it stars Adam Driver, and I am oddly here for it. Um, not just because of Adam Driver, but a little bit. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, it just... It's, it's an interesting concept, um, especially, like, to my knowledge, it doesn't involve time travel. Maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's it's kind of cool. I'm kind of here for it. Um, so, I'm giving 65 eight points, and Farmer Wants a Wife, two points. Um, not even really for sure why I gave it two. Uh, Tabitha. Oh, man. This is going to be complicated. So, Farmer Wants a Wife... If I wanted to watch this, I would literally just post up at the gas station in my hometown <laughs> and watch the hillbillies flirt while they get diesel in their trucks. Like, If I'm not mistaken, though, the women are city folk. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, That's literally what all of this looked like. like. So the girls are from the town and the guys are from the country. It's the same, it's the same situation. It's Green Acres. It is the place to be. Um... <laughs> However, farm living is not for me. So this is also not for me. Um, 65. Looks like Hollywood was like, guys, let's put a bunch of weird action movies that we've done over the last 10 years in a bucket. And then let's draw a couple out and just put them all together and see what happens. Was it a boo bucket? It might have been. It might have been your boo bucket. You don't know. They might have borrowed it. So this is literally Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jurassic Park, and 10,000 B.C., had a baby. I'm not here for it. Also, please, dear Jesus, don't make me look at Adam Driver ever again. I know you're here for it. I know you're here for Adam Driver, but there is something so disconcerting about that man's face that it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so I don't know which one of these makes me more uncomfortable, but I am going to give less points to the farmers because they don't deserve anything. Um, we're going to go seven points to 65 and three points to the farmer show matt both of these are giant piles of poo (laughs) um (laughs) just whether it's manure or it's dinosaur scat it's the same um i is (laughs) (laughs) you scatting (laughs) It's a dinosaur, yes. <laughs> I would like to go home now. We have, we're in the first round, you guys. Oh, Lord. Farmer wants a wife. He, she stands alone. Um, just this should not even exist, in, like you said, in any country. Um. This looks like an absolute train wreck that I will walk away from and not watch. Um, 65. My problem here is that it, to me, it feels like a movie we've already seen uh, based on a Ray Bradbury story called The Sound of Thunder. Like what happens back in time when we screw with the timeline and we kill some dinosaurs like what's going to happen to the universe 65 million years in the future like i just i don't know i i don't know i feel like we've seen it before so i i just don't know um some of the like gadgets and stuff look 
fun sci-fi cool so i'm probably gonna I'm, I'm gonna give more points to 65 um i'm more likely to watch 65 i will not watch farmer wants a wife so we will go eight for 65 and two for all those godforsaken farmers <laughs> so with a score of 23 to 7 65 moves on. We'll meet the winner of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves versus Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, Matt, let's start with you this round. Um, like Transformers, I want to like it because that was my childhood, but I'm over it. Like, I. I just I, I don't see how this is going to play out well. And why all of a sudden in this commercial is Mirage the focus? Like, I, I, I don't I don't understand that. Like, he was never front and center in Transformers. So. So why? Uh, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I didn't think we needed this. But the more I see of this. The more I really want to be in the theater on opening weekend, which has not happened in a very, very long time, to enjoy the humor and the adventure in this story. Um, I'm going to go eight points for Dungeons and & Dragons and two for Transformers because I can't not give my childhood any points. Tabitha. As much as I love Anthony Ramos. I don't know that even he can make me want to watch this Transformers movie. I think I gave up on the Transformers movie after the first Transformers movie. So this is just not on my on my laundry list of things to watch. Like there's so many other things that I would rather watch instead of the Transformers movie. And this this little trailer, like the it just felt like bad acting, even <laughs> on the part of an actor that I respect. So that was a little uncomfy. Mirage. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um <laughs> So I agree with Matt about D&D. When this first got announced, I was like, we do not need another Dungeons and Dragons movie. We already did this and it was already trash. Why are we doing this again? But every time we get another trailer, it gets better and I get more excited. And I'm with Matt. Like, I want to see this in the theater. I want to laugh. I want to see these creatures. I want to see how this goes down. And like the humor and one of my favorite Chris's and it's just (laughs) checking all my boxes. So I'm going to go nine points to Dungeons and Dragons and I'm going to give Anthony Ramos one point. <laughs> um, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Um, y'all know how I feel about Transformers. Uh, I cared about Transformers slightly longer than you did, Tabitha. It was about the middle of Transformers 2. Like, literally, I'm in the theater and it just it, it flipped a switch. I'm like, I am done and I've never looked back. And <laughs> I feel like I'm a better person for it. Um, so, yeah. Um, just like Gretchen Wieners, you get nothing, Transformers. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I've never been a D&D guy, uh, but this trailer, this movie looks so fun. It looks adventurous, and it looks like it's not going to take itself seriously, which is, in my opinion, very important mm-hmm. to something like this. So I am totally here for it. So with a score of 27 to 3, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons moves on. Our next matchup, I'm pretty sure um, we have discussed both of these trailers against each other before. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny versus Cocaine Bear. 
Tabitha, let's start with you this round. So, the cocaine bear. Uh, a weird thing happened to me today. I hadn't thought about cocaine. Co- no, uh, kind of. <laughs> Bears? Uh, yes. Um, so, I was uh, perusing my TikTok account, and on my FYP, it was someone who's running for senator in, like, Tennessee, or, like, a, some office that was, like, going around campaigning and ended up in the museum where, like, the real cocaine bear, like, is, is stuffed. stuffed. <laughs> and I was like, what are the freaking odds? <laughs> like, never heard of cocaine bear, and now cocaine bears everywhere. Um, as far as the movie cocaine bear, I don't think we as a society have needed anything less in a very long time. Um, I... This is not my kind of humor. I am very sensitive in movies when animals are injured or harmed, including a bear that might be on cocaine because we all know how he ends. I don't think it's a real bear, though. Well, I know. It doesn't matter. It still bothers me. Even if it's a cartoon bear, it would bother me. Oh, no. Yeah, he just had that same thought. What happened now, Yogi, to Yogi Bear in Yogi, a cartoon. Yogi on cocaine. Yogi Cocaine Bear. That I might watch. That was a really special picnic basket. <laughs> That I might watch. Um, However, what's ironic about you pairing these two together is that my notes for Indiana Jones say shoot it straight into my veins. (laughs) (laughs) I have, it is very rare that I get like giddy when I'm watching anything, but every time the music starts for Indiana Jones and they show the hat and the whip and like Harrison Ford just like, turns like my tiny little heart just like flutters uh and i this might be bad and it might be awful and we might be very it uh, might be very apparent that harrison ford is not doing his own stunts even in the trailer but he is old give him a break um i am stoked for this movie i am giving 10 points to indiana jones and zero points to cocaine bear um don't make me throw my chicken wing at you i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not uh, it won't be on purpose. <laughs> I'll say it that way. Um, I enjoyed the first trailer that we got of Cocaine Bear, but I absolutely loved this second trailer. <laughs> um, we get more of an idea of what this type of movie is going to be. Um, this is 100% my humor. Um, seeing the bear, like, you know, rubbing up against the tree <laughs> and, like,. <laughs> And like, not what? What was he doing on the ground? He wasn't like kind of like moving. Oh, like, he's with his back. Yeah. on his back. He's pushing with his yeah. legs, doing the worm. Yeah, like, but on his back. Yeah, like this is just fantastic. Um, I'm I'm one thousand percent here for it. Um, Indiana Jones. I will say that, uh, and I don't know who the character was. It was like you know, like. Uh, do you, you know, uh, uh, do you recognize me or remember me or whatever? And he's like, I don't know. Are you still a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to use that in my everyday life. <laughs> I mean, that is just fantastic. Um, we've talked about it before how I haven't, uh, seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. So I don't have the nostalgia pool that, uh, a lot of people probably do have for this movie. Um, I don't blame you for it, and I this might be a completely different story if I had watched it. But uh, I still gave 
Eight points to Cocaine Bear. Um, two points because of that. I don't know. Are you a still a Nazi? <laughs> oh, fantastic, Matt. Uh, I'm I'm torn in this battle because I like the trailers for Cocaine Bear more than I feel like I should, and I struggle because Indiana Jones. As much as I was so vehemently against this happening when they first announced it i cannot get enough of this like i am so ready to watch indiana jones take out bad guys and just go on adventures again um i'm 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 ready i just i i want it the music is everything um but cocaine bear it's it looks so damn funny. It looks uncomfortable and hilarious and gory. And I, as much as I don't understand the whole horror comedy genre, I feel like that's where this sits. And I, 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 I want to watch it. Um, but at the end of the day, um, like we tend to do, which one are we more likely to watch is going to get some more points. So I'm going to go seven points for Indiana Jones and three for Cocaine Bear. With a score of 19 to 11, Cocaine Bear dies. This is what <laughs> happened last time, too. It's fine. It's fine. Comes out strong and then fades quick. <laughs> so Indiana Jones and his Dial of Destiny um, is going to meet up the winner of this next matchup, which is, this is another one that, like, I'm pretty sure we've discussed before in this order. Um, and I, again, I promise I did not do this on purpose, but it's uh, a tale of two crisp rats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 versus Super Mario Brothers. The, the trailer for Super Mario Brothers wasn't really anything new. It was, um, it was a callback to a um, like something that they did with the uh, Mario Brothers cartoon back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that in itself, I thought was really awesome. Uh, it was well done. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Oh man, oh man. I, I do want to point out, um, and this is I I believe this is the first one of a, of a couple that I did. For most of these trailers, I did use the um, the Super Bowl ad, which was considerably shorter than mm-hmm. the actual trailer. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I am talking about the full, full trailer. trailer. Uh, it was kind of weird how you kept seeing watch the full trailer online. I'm like, but I don't want to. I want to watch it now. <laughs> anyway, that trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 um, was just phenomenal. The humor that I feel like has been lacking with some of these MCU products... Um, or maybe even being too over the top, I felt like the trailer for this third one was just, it just hit that sweet spot. Um, especially like in the very beginning when Peter Quill is talking about how, you know, like he fell in love with Gamora and she died and he's like, but now she's back and she's kind of a huge dick or, you know, whatever he said. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And I want to see this dynamic. I want to see Peter with this new slash old Gamora. Um, this is, they are hyping this up to be the end of this franchise, which we knew it was coming. 
Um, I don't think I'm ready for it though. Uh, but I am giving I'm giving seven points to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three and three to Super Mario Brothers. Tap. So the only thing that I liked about the Mario Brothers trailer Mar- blah, 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 Mario trailer was the commercial like the mock commercial thing that was super creative and fun and I really enjoyed that and had that been it we w- I would have been like oh but then they had to like go and you know put the rest of the trailer in there and I had to listen to Chris Pratt so <sighs> that was problematic for me also I still think Rocket's dying I know no one else thinks that but I'm calling Marvel's bluff uh, the scene where at the end where they're apparently carrying Star Lord like out of something uh, gave me vibes where Hagrid is carrying Harry out of the dark forest. Like it looked like the same scene, and like I couldn't unsee it. And I was like, okay, so he's pretending to be dead so he can surprise the villain. Like that's what's gonna happen. Like. I have found all of the Guardians movies fairly predictable, and if I can start predicting things in the trailer, that's problematic for me. I will say the like little snippet at the end with um, <coughs> Star Lord and uh, uh, Nebula, where like she's like, <laughs> yeah. Nebula will forever be my favorite Guardians character, obviously. But the uh, the whole yeah, my father replaced them when he took out my eyes, <laughs> like. He picked a very beautiful pair. (laughs) Just two thumbs up for that comment. Um, So I'm going six to Guardians and four to the tiny little commercial at the beginning of the Mario trailer. Matt. Um, I'm I'm with Tabitha. If the Mario Brothers had just been the trailer or just been that commercial, um, it would have garnered more points here. Yeah. but then we ended up with the full trailer and as much as they kind of butchered the song for the commercial part at the beginning, I still enjoyed that part um, because it was, it was a clever callback to stuff that they had done in the past. Um, Guardians of the galaxy. I'm, I'm kind of torn um, because I still am having some of that MCU burnout, but I have always loved the humor in the guardian series. Um, I'm intrigued very much intrigued to see how how Gamora comes back um and I've kind of gotten the 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 information from the internet that uh this will be Dave Batista's last run as Drax so whoever else is going to no longer be a part of the team he seems to be out and he kind of seems to show a little bit more of that in the trailer this time um who else? I, I don't know, but I am with you, Mitch. I'm not sure that I'm ready to see the end of this. Um, it's going to make me laugh. It's probably going to make me cry, and I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, but I, as much as I hate Crisp Bratz Mario voice, um, I'm going to still give Super Mario Brothers two points. Um, one for each of the Mario Brothers and eight points for Guardians. All right. So with a score of 21 to nine, Guardians of the Galaxy moves on. All right. So now we're going to go back. Got 65 versus Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Um, Tabith, what? What? Never mind. I thought I was <laughs> Everything's fine. I blacked out um (laughs) how can i help you bitch (laughs) 
65 versus Dungeons and Dragons. I'm giving 10 points to Dungeons and Dragons and 10,000 BC, the part two gets no points. <laughs> <laughs> 9,999 BC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, between these two, uh, I am going to give Dungeons and Dragons considerably, considerably more points. A, I'm more excited about it. B, um, I was a dumb dumb and thought it was more original than clearly either of you think that it is. <laughs> so you have um, enlightened me. Um, I was like a Neanderthal before I met you. Um, wow. Wow. Okay. I didn't even say anything. You didn't have to. <laughs> but um, I am giving eight points to Dungeon Dragons and two points to 65. Matt. Um. I'm going to give one point to 65 for the seemingly cool sci-fi gadgets and nine points to Dungeons and Dragons because I still think this is going to be way more fun than it has any right to be. Um, so 65 uh, has fallen very it's, hard. It's extinct. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it lost three to 27. You're welcome. <laughs> uh <laughs> And it's gonna meet. <laughs> it's gonna meet the winner of Indiana Jones: The Dial of Destiny versus Coke or not? Not Cocaine Bear. I'm still, still <laughs> Cocaine Bear is dead. I know <laughs> it's stuffed in a museum. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, Matt, <sighs> this isn't a super easy choice, but I am going to go seven points for Indiana Jones and three points for Guardians. One for each of their movies. Um, this is easy for me. Um, I am giving all of my points to Guardians. Tabitha. I am giving all of my points to Indiana Jones. Oh. <laughs> Looks like I'm the deciding vote. All right. So with a score of 17 to 13, this has been, I think, the closest race so far. Uh, Indiana Jones moves on. So the finals for the trailer round... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves versus Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> um, go ahead and give you guys a couple seconds because I also need a couple seconds. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, Tabitha, let's start with you. As much as I keep getting more excited for the Dungeons and Dragons movie, it's Indiana Jones. It's my childhood. It's the reason what I wanted to be, what I wanted to be when I grew up. But I mean, we all know I didn't do that, but it was still a very huge part of my childhood. It's Indiana Jones movies will forever be the thing I put on in the background when I need to calm down. Like I'm giving nine points to Indiana Jones and one point to, to Dungeons and Dragons. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I, and I realize how heavily I voted against the Indiana Jones trailers altogether. And it's not <laughs> that I dislike them. It's just, like I said, it's not something that I grew up with. Uh, I also didn't grow up with D&D, but I don't have to watch four other movies. Yeah. Four. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three if you don't want to count Crystal, Crystal Skull, Skull. Which you shouldn't. It's, it's all right. It's not that bad. <laughs> It's like um, a solid four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I don't want to watch four movies to get to Dial of Destiny. 
when I could watch zero movies and get to Honor Among Thieves. So, I am giving eight points to Dungeons & Dragons, two to Indiana Jones. It's up to you, Matt. So, what it really comes down to is... I got to side with Tabitha. Indiana Jones is what I would put on in the background when I need something to relax and just shut my brain off. Um, always watch those. Always love those movies. Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like this is going to be a solid start to the universe that they're trying to build. Um, but I know this is not a video game. But game adaptation movies have always fallen short. They still have a lot to prove. And as much as I do want to be there opening weekend to see this, it has to prove itself for the final product. Indiana Jones doesn't quite have to do that for me. So I'm going to go seven points for Indiana Jones and three for Dungeons and Dragons. All right, so with a score of 18 to 12, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny wins the trailer bracket. So now we're going to move on to commercials. And there is one commercial we'll talk about it when we get to it um, that I do kind of apologize for putting on. <laughs> You'll know which you one. You know which one it is. So. It's the one you stopped watching. <laughs> I did. Because it was terrifying? I did. I got so scared. I had to. I literally looked away. She shrieked. I did. <laughs> so. <laughs> so the first matchup is. Not quite Coors Light, not quite Miller Light, not quite Blue Moon versus Heineken 0.0. Um, I loved the. I, I call it a Blue Moon commercial because uh, that's what it said at the end. Uh, I loved this commercial. I thought it was really well done. I thought the fight choreography was <laughs> was phenomenal. Um, it was it was silly like a Super Bowl commercial should be. Um, and also, it managed to get three different products, even though they still, even though they all are owned by the same parent company, also managed to get three different products in a Super Bowl commercial. So, hats off to you. Um, Heineken 0.0, this was the only thing from Ant Man that we saw, which is surprising considering it opens this weekend. Um, but, you know, it was, it was cute. It was, it was funny. Um, but at the end of the day, I thought that the, the Blue Moon commercial was just, it was spot on. Uh, I'm giving six points to Blue Moon, four for Heineken, um, most because Paul Rudd can act his way out of a paper sack. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Was right? that a alcohol no, joke? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, the only thing that made me laugh about the Heineken commercial was the very end where he comments as the ants are walking away with a bottle of beer and how their strength will always amaze him. The rest of it just seemed about as unexciting as a non-alcoholic beer. Um, <laughs> I, you say as I'm drinking, as a drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> Cheers to you, Mitch. Some can be good. Um the Blue Moon Coors Light Miller Light commercial was clever. It was funny. Um, neither of them, 
I don't know. Yeah, the the Blue Moon was more akin to what you would expect from a Super Bowl commercial from years past. So I will go seven points for Blue Moon and three points for one of each one uh one each of Ant Man's movies. Jesus, that was a mouthful. So you remember how I said if I wanted to watch Farmer's Wife, I could just sit in my hometown. The same could be said of that Blue Moon trailer. (laughs) That was very on brand for my hometown. Um, People fighting over which beer's the best. Um, Which is, I know. Also, you said Paul Rudd can act his way out of a paper bag, which is a good thing. But I I literally, my only note about that commercial is, why is this the worst acting Paul Rudd has ever done? (laughs) Like, it just felt like he was like... It was real hokey cardboard yeah like there was no emotion it was like someone was like you have to do this in one take hope for the best use your most boring voice and he was like cool got it and like that's just what he did like it didn't have any of that paul rudd pizzazz that like we all know and love so either way i don't really care i am going to give six points to heineken because i agreed with matt it did make me chuckle at the end with the ants and Blue Moon can have my other four points, I guess. All right, so with a score of 17 to 13, Blue Moon moves on. It's going to meet the winner of Jeep, which uh, featured animals and the electric slide, uh, versus one of two Tubi commercials. Uh, This first one uh, I am dubbing the prank commercial. Uh, Matt, let's start with you this round. The dancing, singing animals... I I didn't like it. It was it was weird. It was like we're past the point where even for a commercial, like you should just blatantly be able to tell that these animals are one hundred percent CGI. Um, I don't think they would have been able to train. Well, no, but I just feel like if you're gonna throw enough money at a Super Bowl commercial, you should have enough money to make your CGI look better than this did um to be i mean i feel that like you get to the commentary and you're like just shut up i'm gonna go watch something else while the halftime you know, commentary comes on so i will give nine points to to for reminding you that you can change the channel and one point for the weird singing dancing animals in jeep um, I don't know if you guys have heard the story, but like it was something that was like trending on Reddit or whatever. But like it, it's kind of made its way to other social medias. How like people have broken up with their significant others over the Tubi prank. Um, I I don't remember the whole story, but yeah, but like like person A thought that th- person B was ch- was the one who did it and changed the channel and. Person B did not believe person A when person A said, no, it wasn't me. It was the TV. Um, and they are and no longer thought together. It people was... thought that was legit? Yes. yes. I know. There's no hope for this country. <laughs> However, oh, my God. <laughs> they thought it was legit. It was a prank. Uh, um, yeah. On that note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was ingenious and like 
you you guys are playing with fire though a uh-huh. little bit like yeah like especially with the other Tubi commercial um you guys may have left bad tastes in people's mouths um the jeep commercial matt's right i mean these animals very clearly were not real but at the same time i thought it was i thought it was kind of cute i thought it was funny um but i'm giving three points to jeep seven points to tubi tabitha oh man so i i loved the jeep commercial (laughs) i'm a sucker for some dancing animals bad cgi or not like i literally wasn't super paying attention when we started this trailer and i went oh meerkats (laughs) and then i was just dancing along with them like and then the freaking goat in the car at the end that looked at them like turn the freaking music back on like i need a car goat i've decided that i can't drive anywhere ever again without a goat in my car so i loved this there was dancing critters it's just it made my heart happy um i that to be i knew it happened because i like saw people talking about it online and people freaking out and I have been in relationships before where I can see that maybe happening and getting blamed for touching the remote during the Super Bowl and like people yelling. Um, but I I love a prank. I love it when people mess with people. And this was like the ultimate like, oh, what's happening? Oh, my God. Like, I wish I had been in a giant room full of people like freaking out because I would have just started laughing. So I'm giving seven points to Jeep because of the dancing goat. And my other three points can go to Tubi for being a bunch of jerks. Like, so creative. All right. So with a score of 19 to 11, uh, the Tubi prank moves on. Um, I did forget with that Jeep commercial the uh like how it slowed down when you got to the slavs i was like oh my god that's fantastic i know i just want a car goat now (laughs) all right so the next matchup is Bushlight uh featuring sarah mclaughlin (laughs) versus workday (coughs) featuring uh gene simmons ozzy osbourne joan jett uh, a bunch of other rock stars um Matt, let's start with you this round. This might be the toughest matchup of all of these um, because that Bushlight trailer was super clever. Um, like, literally, where has Sarah McLaughlin been for God knows how long? Probably in a tent in the wilderness. Dancing with wolves. Um, <laughs> um, and the whole Workday commercial you know, making fun of everybody being called a rock star. Um, The end all be all for that commercial. There were two moments. One, Ozzy Osbourne turning around and saying, hi, my name is Oswald. (laughs) And two, earlier in the commercial when he goes, I've done my share, my fair share of bad things and yours. (laughs) That That was amazing. Um, so I'm going to go eight points for Workday and two points for Sarah McLaughlin's Wolf. <laughs> Tabitha. Yeah, the only comments I had about the Bushlight trailer were literally just a bunch of laughing faces. Um, <coughs> and the Workday, the thing with Ozzy was just absolutely incredible. And like, 
Gene Simmons popping in and being like, eh, don't say it. Don't you do it. <laughs> at the end was also just fantastic. Just so good. This is a really tough matchup for me. Um, I did laugh a little harder at the Bush Light commercial uh, when Sarah McLaughlin was trying to get away from the wolf. <laughs> you hear growling. <laughs> you hear the growling in the background. <laughs> so I'm going to go Seven points to the Bushlight commercial and three points to Ozzy Osbourne for being amazing. All right. So, yeah, the, the Bushlight commercial was just, it was fantastic. Um, the callback to, you know, the all the uh, animals in need, you know, like commercials <laughs> that she's done over the years. It was just, it was glorious. Um and when the when the guy was like made her aware, she was like, "Oh yeah, that's 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 a wolf that you're sitting next to." And yeah, you're absolutely right. Like her face was just, "Oh my god, I loved it, I loved it, I loved it." Um, the workday commercial. Uh, I kept going back and forth. I'm like, even 20 years ago, been like, well, I guess probably more than that because most of these rock stars are are older, but like. Man, at one point, you guys would have been called sellouts for doing this kind of thing. But, you know, here we are. Um, but still, that is that was really funny. Um, the Being called a rock star in the corporate world is, <laughs> or even just in the business world in general, uh, is a plague on us all. Um, I gave <coughs> six points to Bush Light and four to Workday. Which means we have our first tie. Oh. Yes. So, Bushlight and Workday are both going to move on uh, at 15 apiece. Um, it's going to meet the uh, winner of the other 2B ad, which I am dubbing. <laughs> which I am dubbing. <laughs> Please don't break my new bike stand. <laughs> um, which I am dubbing the furry commercial. Um versus E-Trade and it's Talking Babies. Um, Tabitha, let's turn into this round. Why do you hate me? <laughs> Honestly. So, E-Trade, I I thought we were done. Like, my note literally says these effing babies. Like, <laughs> I thought we were done with this. Like, this needs to go away. I'm so tired of these babies. I want the babies to stop. However, you know what I hate more than babies? Furries. You know what I hate more than furries? Mitch, when he makes me watch furries. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, they, they could just be giant real rabbits. They're not. They're furries. I had to stop less than probably 30 seconds into this trailer or Disaster. commercial i screamed she did and hid my face like i was watching a horror movie had i been watching the super bowl live in a group of people and that had come on i would have been absolutely the most embarrassed person on the planet this was horrifying this is what my nightmares are made of you know what else my nightmares are made of babies i hate you um, so I'm going to give both of them five points, wishing I could give everybody zero, but unfortunately that's not how this works. I do give you zero points. <laughs> None for Mitchell Ladd. <laughs> so I didn't like either of these commercials either. Um, 
the talking baby, the talking E-Trade babies, like, it's never done it for me. And the fact that, like, we've gone so long without these E-Trade babies, and now they're back, and they haven't aged a day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it just, um, I don't know. It was weird, and, yeah, um, babies don't need to be getting married. I don't care if you can trade stocks. It's just not a thing. <laughs> um, the Tubi commercial, like, I get where they're going with the whole rabbit hole thing but that was straight up terrifying like hey <laughs> these giant rabbits are kidnapping people and throwing them in giant holes um was not here for it um but i still decided to include it anyway because i'm an a-hole um, facts <laughs> i too am going five and five matt God, that means I got to be the decision maker, and you're both gonna hate me, um, because we absolutely 100 percent could have lived the rest of our lives without any more E Trade baby commercials. This was awful. They were horrible to begin with. They should have never come back. Um, we don't need any more of these. End of story. The two B commercial. While disturbing though it was, I appreciate the idea of the rabbit hole. I do, because I too have literally been sucked down the rabbit hole of Tubi, because I have the app on my phone, sometimes what I put on when I can't fall asleep, and I will just doom scroll Tubi, because it's got some really weird, odd, old things that you wouldn't find literally on any other streaming service. It probably could have been done better without the furry rabbits kidnapping people. But again, I appreciate the idea. So I am going to go seven and three. In other news. Shortest marriage on the planet. Yep. <laughs> I can't give the babies any points. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Between a rock and a hard place, and they don't both need to move on. Uh, yeah, we can't we can't have a four way with babies and brains. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to shake the chicken wing too? <laughs> don't you worry, I did. <laughs> so with a score of seventeen to thirteen, the furries move on. Going back. We've got Blue Moon versus the Tubi Prank. Um, Tabitha, let's start with you. I'm going to go eight to Tubi for that one and two for Blue Moon. Um, I'm going to go seven for Tubi. Um, again, that was straight up evil, but uh, effective. And three to Blue Moon. Matt. Um, I'm going to go with Mitch. Seven for Tubi. Three for Blue Moon and zero for the general public that thought that that was real. <laughs> All right. So with a score of twenty-two to eight, Tubi moves on and is going to meet the winner of Bushlight versus Workday versus Tubi Furries. Are we going to have a Tubi versus Tubi final round here? Maybe. No. Maybe. <laughs> um, Tabitha, let's start with you this round. Um, I'm going to give uh, five to the bush light, five to work day, and no points for two. 
Is anyone surprised? None. Not at all. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Getting stared down over here. Um, I am going to go six points for Workday, two points for Bushlight, and two for Tubi. <laughs> Not because it's... Uh, I don't know. I can't think. Tabitha, what were your points? Did you go yet? Yeah. <laughs> I gave five. Five and five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> five, five, and zero. My <laughs> bad guy. <laughs> Lost in the sauce. There's too many commercials. <laughs> All right. Uh, I gave eight to Bushlight, two to Workday, zero to the Furries. Almost said Furbies. Uh, <laughs> it still gets zero points. Yes. So with a score of fifteen to thirteen to two, Bushlight is going to face Tubi in the finals for the uh, commercials wing. <laughs> and I'm going seven points to Bushlight, three to Tubi. Um, the Bushlight commercial was just. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Um, Tabitha. Yeah, I'm going to go eight to Bushlight and two to two B because I wanted to say two to two B. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Uh, I will go six to two B and four to Bushlight. <clears throat> With a score of 21 to nine, Bushlight wins the commercials bracket. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sarah McLaughlin. What a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, now we are in the wild card. So this one has four trailers, four commercials, um, and I just kind of, like, well, like everything else, pick them out of hat. So the first matchup is The Flash versus Fast 10, your seatbelts. Um <laughs> <laughs> Tabitha, you're upset with me. Watch you start. I'm always upset with you. If I started every time I was upset with you, no one else would talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Flash. I, eh, okay. Um, I'm gonna have to watch it because Michael Keaton is showing up as Batman, and we're getting a Supergirl. However, there are so many things I don't like. I'm so conflicted about that. I'm also very conflicted about Fast Whatever 95 that we're on because we 2000% do not need any more of these movies. And I zone out so hard even watching the trailers. Like, I literally disassociate while they're happening. So I almost have no frame of reference of what happened. I did ask Matt, I was like, is that John Cena? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, has he been in these before? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, never saw him. is that. Is that Jason Momoa? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, but he hasn't been in here before. Like, it, they all look the same. They're all the same movie. I won't hear otherwise. I'm going to give nine points, not to The Flash, but to Michael Keaton in The Flash, and one point to Jordana Brewster. Tabitha, we've been matching a lot this whole game. That's frightening. I know, right? I don't like it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with as problematic as Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller, 
Ezra Miller. <laughs> when you when you go to Boston. <laughs> um, as problematic as Ezra Miller has been, uh, I think that there is a reason why James Gunn, like and others, have said that this movie is too important to the DCEU slash DCU to have recast them. Um, it's probably still could have happened, but we'll see. Um, yeah, this looks like this look like this movie is going to be pivotal to rebranding or rebooting or whatever, uh, to the DCU. Um, and they, and granted, yes, I don't think that we have, we have probably little, if any James Gunn involvement with this movie. Um, but still, I think that this movie is going to be pivotal to, uh, James Gunn's, uh, work with, with DC, uh, fast 10, Jason Momoa looks cringe AF in this movie. Not here for it. Have not been here for the other nine movies. Um, yeah, I just not feeling it. So, uh, the flash gets nine and fast 10 gets one Matt. Um, I don't remember seeing a Fast and the Furious movie since the first one. Um, and now we're n- nine more movies in, and I don't really know what's happened. Don't really care to know. Um, the Flash is one of those characters in DC Comics that I have always wanted to read more of. And the story that this is kind of based on is Flashpoint is the only Flash story that I have read. That said, I am excited to see how this all really kind of restarts and reboots what they have going for the DCU. Um, And again, seeing how they manage to put that Flashpoint story into film version because one of my favorite points of that story is when they end up with all of the alternate versions of Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman in those prison cells. And you get a flash (laughs) flash of that in the trailer. Um, I just, despite all the people that are in the fast X 10 furious, I don't know, movie, whatever. Um, I just, I just can't care. So, uh, nine for flash one for fast. All right, so with a score of 27 to 3, The Flash uh, runs away with this one and is going to meet the winner of M&M's versus Animal Control. Um, I cheated slightly with this one because this does, with for M&M's, it does involve two commercials. Um, because One, it was the main commercial, and then we finally got the resolution to the whole... M&M's being retired debacle situation. Um, Tabitha, you started last round. I'll start this round. Um, (laughs) M&M's could have knocked this ad campaign out of the park. They really could have. They had a lot of momentum going. They had a lot of people talking. Um, Even in the weeks that the spokes candies were quote unquote retired you would see like green like doing an article with buzzfeed or you know something stupid like that you know like it was everywhere and the commercial the main commercial featuring maya rudolph fell flat so flat 
um, with Ma and Yaz clam clam flavored candies. Like I even I I did appreciate at the end of the commercial, like instead of the spokes candies, you know, you had like people in like you know (laughs) colored outfits. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so like they could have had that aspect of it, and you know, Maya Rudolph was kind of being a you know kind of like angry like you're supposed to say yeah or whatever like they could have honed in on that and i think it would have been a better commercial and then later on we got like the spokes candies in a press conference basically saying hey yeah we're back um yeah it could have been so much better than it was and i am very disappointed that i was as invested as i was (laughs) Um, animal control it's a new uh, series on Fox starring Joel McHale. I didn't know about this until uh, I saw it. Uh, it looks, I, I think it looks fantastic. Uh, Joel McHale is hilarious in just about everything he does. I loved Community. I love, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of here for it. I think it's going to be pretty, pretty fun. Uh, so I'm giving nine points to Animal Control, one point for M&Ms, and that one point is just for what could have been with M&Ms. <laughs> Tabitha. Yeah, I 100% agree with you about M&M's. Like, as anticipated, like, had Maya Rudolph, like, we all knew what was happening. Like, we're not dumb. Like, M&M's didn't pull the wool over any of our eyes. However, had, like... Maybe Tucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's not hard, though. Um, But, like, remember how Lydia said sometimes Maya Rudolph just, like, gets under her skin and bothers her? Like, and I kind of know this was the point of this, but this was just not in any shape, form, or fashion entertaining or funny to me. Like, I, I, I like, epically rolled my eyes, like, more than one time. Um, and then the don't call it a comeback thing from M&M's, like, they could have done so much more with that. Um, as far as animal control, like, this is my kind of humor. Like, it's it got, like, Reno 911 Parks and Rec vibes from me. And I would watch this but it is going to get canceled so fast and we all know that like we all we're all aware like i would watch this but it's gonna it's gonna be a one and done like i just wait until the first season's over yeah it's it's gonna be a one and done um it is funny and it does look fun but it's gonna get canceled so fast um i'm gonna give eight points to animal control and two points, one for each M&M commercial. <laughs> Matt. I'm torn because Animal Control does look funny, but it also looks in some points like it's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sad because Joe McHale is very funny. And I almost feel like it was, here's the script, read the lines, not be Joe McHale and be funny. Um, So I struggle with that a little bit, but at the same time, I a hundred percent agree with both of you that M&Ms had, they had everything going for them with this idea and they just botched it miserably. It could have been so much better. That said, M&Ms just, they did. They fell flat. So three points for M&M's, seven points for Animal Control, despite knowing that it's probably not going to make it more than a season. So they score of 24 to 6. Animal Control moves on. Uh, next round, 
GM, which featured uh, Tabitha's favorite human being, Will Ferrell, uh, versus <laughs> Duncan, featuring Matt's favorite person, uh, J-Lo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was in at the very end. She was. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have no. with J-Lo. I just... No. She's no Mariah Carey. She's not. She's not. I was thinking that. I was like... <laughs> I was like, Mariah Carey was not in that commercial. <laughs> so, Matt, let's start with you this round. Um, unabashedly, I enjoyed that Dunkin' Donuts commercial way more than I feel like I should have. Um, especially the honest-to-God reactions of people when uh, they pulled up to the window and it was Ben Affleck handing them their coffee. Um, that would have been that would have been hilarious. And, yeah, J-Lo's appearance at the end, she's like, come on. And he's like, sorry, guys, I got to go. And she's like, bring me a donut. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> that was great. Um, the GM commercial with Will Ferrell. God, why does he have to try so hard when it's not really that funny? Um, also, nobody's going to drive an electric vehicle during the zombie apocalypse because you don't have anywhere to plug it in, stupid. Um, one point, because... I, I still appreciate that Netflix is going to throw some electric vehicles in movies and shows, and we need to be moving in that direction. Anyways, nine points for that many Dunkin' Donuts that I would probably sit down and eat. Um, I, I guess I do kind of understand the Netflix part of it because yeah, they were saying that they were going to put more. Yeah. But like, I don't know, like the, the whole Netflix aspect of it, like just was weird to me. Like it was one of those, like, like when I was watching the Super Bowl, um, we, we were out at a bar and so like, yeah, the sound was on, but you couldn't really hear it. Mm. Um, and so it was one of those, like, I kind of saw the commercial. I'm like, okay, maybe, but, like, when I actually sat down and watched it for the purposes of this, I was like, I am not feeling this one at all. Um, Duncan, I thought was, just, it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, especially when Ben Affleck at the end, he was like, when J-Lo pulls up, he's like, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is this is wonderful. Sorry, guys, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this was, this was great. I loved it. Um, so I'm giving seven points to Duncan, three to GM, Tabitha. I hate Will Ferrell. Um, we know. <laughs> my, my notes ended up in all capital letters the second he appeared on screen. Um, I don't like Will Ferrell. You know what I also don't like? Zombies. They're played out just like Will Ferrell. However, you know what I want Netflix to do? I want them to let or keep Will Ferrell's dirty little paws out of Bridgerton. Out of Stranger Things and out of Queer Eye. Stop ruining my things. Don't touch my things with your dirty real feral hands. Stay away. Um, the Duncan commercial made me laugh out loud. Like, I literally, like, guffawed like, at this commercial. Um, also, mostly at the fact that Ginny from the Block ain't eaten a donut in, like, 40 years. And we all know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why Jennifer Lopez looks like Jennifer Lopez and I look like me. Like, she has not had a donut. Um... But good for her if she has. Um, I'm giving all of my points to Dunkin' Donuts. All ten. Nothing for Will Ferrell. <laughs> <clears throat> so with a score of 26 to 4, Dunkin' moves on. 
It's going to meet the uh, winner of Rakuten. 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 Thank you. Uh, Versus Air. Uh, Tabitha, let's start with you this round. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is a tough one. This is a tough one for me. So, Rakuten, that commercial with Leisha Silverstone with the clueless throwback made me so happy I almost fainted. Like, that was absolutely incredible. It is one of my most quoted and most watched movies of all time. I love that Alicia Silverstone, because of TikTok and social media, has made such a comeback for herself that she's in a friggin' Super Bowl commercial. Like, I just, mm, chef's kiss. Loved it. (coughs) However, with Air, I hate to admit how much I love the combination on screen of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. They play off each other so well. And Air checks all my boxes. It's a bunch of things I like. It's technically like a period drama. It's a business plot movie. It is a sports movie. It's Michael Jordan coming out of college into the end. Like, this is like all things that I love and like have been obsessed with at some point in my life. Like, this is... This is going to be one of the probably my favorite movies of the year, and I can already tell by a trailer. Um, <sighs> clueless. Okay, I'm going to do five and five because I literally can't pick. Matt, this is rough because this Rakuten commercial is again what these Super Bowl commercials are supposed to be. They're supposed to be pitching a product, but they're supposed to be fun, make you laugh lighthearted um it's just it's the super bowl commercials that i remember watching when you would wait for that first commercial break to see what the first commercial was like ready to laugh ready to go um the air trailer damn it this is not something i should care about at all but i want to see this movie um it it looks fantastic and above and beyond everything else above the rim. If you want to, um, Viola Davis as Michael Jordan's mom. Oh my God. Like the attitude was just fantastic. Um, I have to go seven for air and three for Rakuten. Rakuten. Uh, I thought it was, I, I, you're right, Matt. It was everything that a Super Bowl commercial, you know, should be um, with a celebrity, and you know, it's got that nostalgia factor. And plus, you know, like you're putting this character in today's world. Uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, Air. Um, I didn't know that much, and I know that it said that this movie is inspired by true events, so I don't know how on the ball it's going to be. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, like there's a lot of things that I, I didn't know that the story of Michael Jackson signing with Nike Jordan. was that too. <laughs> Michael Jackson did not sign with Nike. Michael Jackson didn't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. I got the wrong NBA. My bad. Um, I didn't know the story of Michael Jordan signing with Nike was. Uh, uh, I, I didn't know that you could make that into a movie, you know. 
so this will be this will be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm giving six points to Air, four points to Rakuten. That means that Air wins this round, eighteen to twelve. All right, so now we've got the Flash versus Animal Control. Um, I see. I I've got the blind faith that Animal Control can run like five, six seasons, but you're right; it's it's going to get canceled, <laughs> which is sad. Um, but I'm so I'm going to give seven points to the Flash, uh, three to Animal Control. Um, Again, like it just, I feel like this movie, this is going to be almost kind of like make or break for DC, and I've got high hopes. So, uh, Tabitha. Yeah, as much as I, Animal Control is my jam, um, and the only reason I'm watching The Flash is for Michael Keaton, um, I'm going to give eight points to The Flash and three points. No. Two points, because math. Two points <laughs> to uh, animal control. Matt. Um, as much as I feel like animal control could be that series like Community, like Parks and Rec, like a lot of things that could run for a number of seasons that would be one of those that you watch over and over again, put on in the background sadly it's just not the way things roll anymore when it comes to tv um and there's a lot riding on the flash as far as dc goes um i'm gonna go seven for flash and three for animal control all right so with a score of 22 to 8 ben affleck is going to be in the finals one way or another because he is in the flash trailer He's in both the Duncan and the Air commercials, so... So you should have renamed this bracket. Yeah, the... 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 <laughs> Bafflick bracket? No. I don't know. The Braflick? We'll workshop. <laughs> <laughs> we're... Granted, this is before editing, but we're already at, at an hour and a half. We've still got more to go, so. Oh, God. Let's talk about it later. <laughs> so the Flash is going to meet the winner of Duncan versus Air. Um, all right, Matt, let's start with you this round. I don't really have any logical reasoning, but seven for Air and three for Duncan. Uh, I am going eight for Air and two to Duncan. Um, no real reasoning other than in six months we will have forgotten about this Duncan commercial. Mm. Um, Tabitha. Yeah, I'm going to go nine for Air and one for Duncan for the one laugh that may be let out. All right, so with a score of 24 to 6, Air moves on to the finals. So we've got Flash versus Air. Um, I'm going to give... I'm doing this based off of what I'm going to be more likely to see first. Um, and... As intrigued as I am about Air, I could see that being one of those movies that I kind of forget to watch and finally get around to it about three years from now. Um, the Flash will not be the case. That will be a movie that I see in the theaters. Um, so I'm going six points for Flash, four for Air. Matt, uh, that's that's tough. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say 
Yeah, six for flash, four for air. Tabitha. I'm going to go five and five because if we're talking about like excitability to like watch, like I'm probably just as likely to watch one as the other. (laughs) All right. So 17 to 13, flash moves on to the finals. We have one more and then we're done, guys. And if you guys are still listening, I'm proud of you. Thank you, guys. (laughs) And gals. All right. So, in the finals, we have Bushlight versus Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny versus The Flash. Um, We've got (laughs) some interesting... (laughs) (laughs) Interesting... uh, Yeah, an interesting conglomerate of... Yeah. So, go ahead. Take a couple seconds. Are you guys ready? Yep. Okay. Tabitha. I'm giving all my points to Indiana Jones because every argument I could just make in my head to give the other any points were pity points. Matt. Five for Indiana Jones, four for Flash, and one for Bushlight because like that Duncan commercial in six months, we will have forgotten that that existed. All right. Um, I gave... Three points to Bushlight, one to Indiana Jones, and six to Flash. Um, yeah, I really have no other reasoning for it. Um, but yeah, so in third place with four points is Bushlight. <laughs> in second place with ten points is The Flash. And the winner of the 2023 Superb Owl Showdown with 16 points Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, we haven't had an episode this long in a while, guys. We have not. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Same. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you later. Bye bye. Bye. That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>